welcome back to Millennial Ag, where agriculture is always on tap and no topic is off limits. Thanks for joining us today, your co-hosts, Valine Likely and Catherine Lotspeech. Listeners, welcome back to episode, I think it's 86. I, I can't even count this week, so please don't hold me to that number. And if it's 87, 85, 90, please <laughs> just forgive me. Um, but Catherine and I are, I don't know, we're just, we're here together by ourselves, which we haven't done one of these, I don't think, for a while. Um, yeah, it's been a while. So we're kind of excited for it, and it'll probably end up being a little short and sweet, but there's a lot going on in the news, and we're just trying to find the right guest for the topics um, because we want to bring them to you, but just be patient with us on those because there's a lot going on, and we just want to make sure that we're getting our facts straight, and we're, we're doing the industry justice, we're doing the millennial generation justice, and we're doing the hard conversations we've we've promised justice to so we asked for some patience as well <laughs> very well put Val life has sort of been weird and topsy-turvy for both of us and um yeah some patience and some grace is greatly appreciated from our audience yep so well Catherine um since June well we're June 2nd recording it'll air either tonight or first thing tomorrow morning I think that's the date because yeah <laughs> A month with the holiday Monday too, it kind of puts a wrench in and everything. Um, but it's it's June Dairy Month, and we just finished May Beef Month, so we thought we'd kind of talk about a little bit about June Dairy Month and what it means means for the industry. Definitely, um, and you know, dairy is close and near and dear to my heart, so I'll dive into the beginning on this one, um, listeners. If you don't know, June is. National Dairy Month in the United States. And um, it's just a month to really celebrate all the things that the amazing dairy cow does, um, you know, from from a farmer's perspective, from a marketer's perspective, from a consumer's perspective. Um, it's really celebrating dairy all across the supply chain, which is really fun because it's not often that the entire industry comes together um, to be nice to each other and to celebrate everything that we can accomplish and do. But, um, you know, we do we do try to do that in June of every year, um, along with eating a whole pile of dairy products. <laughs> <laughs> and it's starting to get warm, so maybe that's more of an excuse to eat ice cream, too. Absolutely. This <laughs> is the perfect time to break out the ice cream for, you know, the rest of the year, because I believe in eating ice cream um, 365. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, June Dairy Month is just a time for farmers, for people in agribusiness, for consumers, um, everybody to get together and celebrate everything that dairy means to um, means to our industry and means to you know the United States economy. I think it's a pretty cool thing, um, you know, to know that um, the nation's nine million dairy cows um, produce. 56% more than they did in like the 1970s. And there was actually 30% more cows, 30 or 40% more cows back then. So our cows are getting more efficient and more sustainable um, and just more and more worthy of being celebrated. Well, and I think it's a great time to, to appreciate the, the food supply chain of the United States too. You know, we, there's a lot that that gets clicked in the news, you know, especially we talked with Brandy last week and, and ags under attack, it seems like again, for climate change and sustainability mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. And, you know, I think it's a great time 
whatever day of the week it is, but when you, when we have some intentionality or some national declaration or state declaration or, or whatever it's officially called to kind of bring, bring light to this and, and, and get the industry together too, to have some fun and eat some cheese and (laughs) raw. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. You know, lots of events take place um, during June Dairy Month, um, events that I got to participate in while I was growing up and had a lot of fun in, um, you know, like the National Junior Holstein Conference. Um, my local stock show typically ended up being the first week of June. Um, you know, just lots and lots of celebrations and and coming together for once rather than trying to divide ourselves. Yeah, and I think especially coming out of um, COVID and coming out of some tr- stressful political times, we've, you know, just been at, been at each other's throats or been it, you know, frustrated with, with whatever it might be. And, and I think it's sometimes good to slow down and let's, let's celebrate however that looks for each individual. Um, let's, let's find a reason to celebrate. Right, exactly. You know, let's let's look for the reasons to celebrate rather than the reasons to whatever the opposite of celebrate is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think um, there is an opposite. No. <laughs> celebrate, denigrate, I don't know. <laughs> There's a word, I'm sure that there is, but Um, You know, something else that's really cool about June Dairy Month is it really kicks into high gear um, people donating dairy to food banks um, and dairy is one of the most asked for um, products or, you know, um, spectrum of products at food banks, but but one of the least donated. Um, I don't know if it doesn't occur to people. A lot of food banks don't have the refrigeration space needed to be able to um, to take, you know, fluid milk and cheese and things like that. Um, but a ton of a ton of dairy farmers all around the nation, you know, really step up and and co-ops do too, and and um, and donate a lot of dairy products during the month to food banks and. Um, I think that that's just a really cool, another really cool outcome of, of, you know, celebrating June Dairy Month and making sure that we sort of keep our eyes on the prize. Well, and I think that's a great reminder. Um, you know, we're headed into summer months where, you know, children aren't in schools right now. Um, they're home more. Um, we've come out of, of some hard times for some folks, you know, and we're, in Colorado and, and specifically the company I work for is doing a lot with the Weld County Food Bank. And it's, you know, always reminding us how, how many people need, still need help and need our assistance. And I think this year is worse than ever um, coming out of COVID and with job layoffs and that sort of thing. And it's a good reminder to, to, to donate fresh, wholesome nutrient products. And, and in exchange, when they know that that block of cheese or that milk or that ice cream filled their kids' bellies with some nutrition. When they go back to the grocery store, they're going to purchase it. And, and it goes, the marketing beyond just donating is more than I think we'll ever know. And, and beef does the same thing um, as well, but it's, it's the trickle effects of, of that. And also showing that we're good human beings and we really care about the communities um, and the people that live, live around us. Right. It's just another chance to let the goodness of our industry shine. You know, we're really proud to have a nutritious, very wholesome, very nutrient dense product um, and to be able to share it with the world, um, you know, on a on a 
national stage is pretty cool. So, um, you know, just taking in this moment and, and uh, <laughs> again, celebrating what the industry has to offer um, is just sort of a nice pause, you know, in between all the usual um, gimmicks and, you know, snapping back and forth and, and those sorts of things. Yeah, I think that's really cool. And I'm going to, I'm going to just ask you this question because I feel um, sometimes that with these, you know, there's a national day for everything. There's right. a national take your cat to work day, probably if you look hard enough, <laughs> not that I'm bringing a cat to work. Um, if you're listening. Um, but the click, the cliches, the clickbaity, the things, does that, do you think that having having a national day like it brings recognition but is there some people you think that just roll their eyes because now we've got another month to celebrate you know dairy or something else you know that's a good question Val um June dairy month is pretty old in terms of of uh I guess you know things that have their own day or month to celebrate. Um, I'm not sure how far back it goes, but it's definitely, it's, you know, sort of a, a um, an outgrowing of, of the dairy checkoff and has been around for a really long time, certainly before, uh, you know, social media showed up on the scene. So, um, you know, I think people are a little more familiar with it. They see sales on ice cream and cheese and stuff in the grocery store all month long. Um, you know, there's little promotions here and there and, you know, we especially see it within the industry for sure. Um, but I think, you know, I, yeah, there is a day to celebrate everything and it's pet dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think, you know, it's given how targeted and focused, um, things like June dairy month or, or beef month are, I think that they're an important component, of um, helping, I hate this phrase, but helping to spread the story of of the goodness of what we do, you know. And there's always some bad actors out there um, trying to capitalize on on you know our our ex on how exposed we are during months like this. Um, for example, you know. I've seen that the Fair Oaks Farms video that was discredited several years ago has been making the rounds again because it's June Dairy Month. That's um, a very old video and and was proven to to um, to show that um, it had been doctored. Um, you know they'll try to take advantage of things like that, but we just have to you know sort of be an even squeakier wheel and be louder than that noise. Yeah. Oh, well, and I think I think just a positivity too and not necessarily like maybe responding to that but not bashing on somebody else or somebody else's industry not saying for example that the almond industry and the almond beverage industry is absolutely terrible you shouldn't even pick up a thing you know and and say maybe that is an alternative or an option if if you so choose but here's what we have to offer and here's a better nutrition here's a nutritious product that has been around has been proven that's safe that's sustainable and look at all the good work we're doing to make it even better because we can take um more steps to be more climate friendly more sustainable because we've got to we've got to figure out how to do more with less as more and more people come into this earth and specifically into urban or rural areas <laughs> <Sorry>. right. <laughs> 
Oh, that's okay. No, I, I agree a hundred percent. It's, it's really important given the way that, um, you know, the population is shifting to a more urban, um, base that we, we continue to make ourselves heard because if you're not at the table, you're going to get eaten. Yeah, no. And it's, I mean, we, if you're not at the table, you're on the table, right? (laughs) Wasn't that Rachel Gables? Um, I think so. Yeah. And I, it's absolutely true. And it's so funny because it's, I feel like we've been promoting and saying this through all our guests, whether it's you and I, and it, it might seem old and it might sound cliche. And, and I know that tell your story gets a bad rap and we're figuring out how to tell our story better, get our message out there better, but we continue to get under attack. We continue to get maps put out there. Videos are continually rolling out, you know? JBS was under a big cyber attack. What, like there's all these implications that's happening to ag and, and we have to continue to tell what's really going on. The good, the bad, and the ugly. We have to be transparent and we, we have to protect ourselves. You know, I'm not going to share all my dirt and all my stuff, but I'm going to try to be vulnerable to show that we're real, that we're authentic, that those things occasionally happen on those videos but it's few and far between when it happens, there's usually another story to go behind it because getting a 2000 cow or 2000 pound animal off the barn floor in a confined space is really challenging. Right. Right. Exactly. That's a point well taken. Um, you know, and it's, it's putting everything in perspective and context, right. Making sure that, um, that, you know, people know exactly what the story is, but unfortunately, you know, um, boring doesn't sell and sensation does. So it's often that, you know, those tactics are used to sold and get clickbaits and likes and comments and all those stupid things and algorithms that run our lives these days. Yeah. And it, it just frustrates you because you're like, read past the headlines, people read past the headlines, but it's with the way everything has been going. And you see the stuff that's put on Twitter, you see the stuff that's put on Facebook it's getting likes, it's getting comments, it's getting threads. And it's, it just is mind blowing. And you, you have to find how to get outside that hamster wheel. Cause I feel like it just starts mm-hmm. spinning and you can get wrapped up <laughs> into commenting and arguing and it just never goes well. Um, but how do we get outside that hamster wheel and, and share our story without being too clickbaity, without being here's a pretty cow in front of a red barn. We do great um, (laughs) type thing. Right, right, exactly. And I think, um, you know, aspects of June Dairy Month can help us do that for sure. Yeah, no, and I think, um, you know, social media, which sometimes I'm really bad at posting on, but it is a good way to positively show what's going on and and be, be a presence to a world that, that likes that instant information. Um, and also getting in your, go, getting out into your communities, go to the local events, go to a planning and zoning meeting, go to a chamber of commerce, get together, go, go to the grocery store and help somebody in the aisle. I think if everybody did one of those things once a month, um, we'd be, I think we'd be a step ahead of where we were a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Um, I think just to wrap up, let's, let's share our favorite, um, dairy treats or, 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 um, you know, recipes. What are, what's your favorite dairy? 
go to. <laughs> well, that's so hard because I know, I know it. <laughs> hmm. Because like, you know, I can't. Oh, trying to think. I love a good mac and cheese. I just mm-hmm. love a good mac and cheese. Um, and growing up, um, for my birthday every year, because of who I am, I'd or- always request mac and cheese and steak. So yes, <laughs> <laughs> that was my birthday, and I always I like a good mac and cheese. Now the the grease and some of the amount, um, I can do it in small portions, but my stomach doesn't always like it as much as it did when I was playing basketball and burning thousands of calories a day. Um, but I love myself a good Mac and cheese. (laughs) Yeah. That's a good one to get behind. That's, that's tough to conquer. Um, it's tough to figure out which is a favorite too, because I just, I love all, all dairy products. Um, there's not one that I love. Well, maybe ice cream. I love above everything else, but you know, every dairy product I love and, and try to incorporate into my day to day, but I've got, I've got two that it comes down to. Um, first off is just a good, simple grilled cheese and, you know, you can make it as fancy as you want, but just cheese and bread and butter is there's just nothing more comforting than that. In my opinion. Um, and even though I'm sitting here thinking about it and I realized that I haven't had one in years and I don't know what the heck is wrong with me. I absolutely love root beer floats. Oh yeah. And <laughs> they're the- just, yeah, they're simple. They're classic. They're American. Um, I love it when the carbonation from the root beer makes the ice cream just a little bit crunchy. That's my favorite part. <laughs> yeah, no, they're, they're amazing. And I'm trying to, the last one I had, I think it was with not your father's root beer. Oh yes. It was like, it was, it was a hot day and it just hit the spot. So I can get behind a root beer float too. And a grilled cheese. <laughs> all of the things, all of the dairy, good things. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So listeners, we want to hear what your favorite dairy product is. Favorite dairy treat. What, what's your go-to? Um, so sh- give us an email. Our email address is talk to us at millennialag.com. You can also direct message us or tag us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And until next week, we are Millennial Ag.